said you uh, you wish you had coffee. Coffee. I've only got one cup. Well, I've got coffee. one cup too. Well, welcome to the Yang Gang Roundtable. I hope you have coffee, uh, listeners, viewers. It is ten fourteen at ten uh, fourteen on Friday, June twelfth, twenty twenty. I'm here with Angelo Distanfe, Jeremy, and Sheridan. Thank you all for coming. We are a basic income advocacy podcast, and uh, we talk about electoral politics and poverty as well. A lot going on in the news right now. Uh, everything ties to poverty, electoral politics, and humanity, equality, broad systemic equality across all vectors. Freedom. Freedom. That's just one. That's a word. <laughs> that's a, that's a, whole lot, a whole lot to unpack. Um, so who'd like to get things started? I mean, I did drop a thing in the chat last night, so I wouldn't forget. Was there anything else before we get on to the uh, can't sue Trump if you go to his rally and get COVID? There's... No, that's a good place to start. <laughs> you, you can't sue Trump if you go to his rally and get COVID. What is that about? Well, apparently, he's the link is is an article about the. Uh, online registration for uh, his rallies coming up because he is running for re-election and he's actually doing rallies. Uh, there's a disclaimer that you have to sign saying that there's going to be a risk of exposure to COVID and that you can't sue them. Also that you are not allowed to wear masks or social distance at said rallies. That's insane. That sounds unrealistic. That's, that's like a you're signing your death warrant. What the hell? Ugh. Really? Well, I, believe it. I believe it, but that's just amazing. That's uh, incredible. I, I definitely believe it because uh, he's <sighs> come out in uh, support of um, a Republican-led bill to provide legal immunity to all businesses during the reopening of this economy from anyone, customer or employee, that catches COVID-19. My only hope is that because so many people are going to be wearing no masks and so close together that hopefully somebody gives it to him and he finally is off our slate of enormous problems to have to overcome. Because we got a lot of shit we got to do, and he is not going to let us do it. I mean, he's not the problem. He's a symptom of the problem. You know, someone will replace him who will also not let us do well, anything we want. He He's one of those uh, uh, symptoms like... Uh, like uh, you're more you're more at risk if you have these symptoms, kind of a symptom. That's fair enough, I suppose. Uh, he's a symptom that has control of the military. Our our biggest issues are widespread inequality, heightened by our economic and racial issues, our inaccess to healthcare, heightened by our pandemic, and a just dramatic loss of direction for. <laughs> A majority of our population at this point. So I actually went and decided to buy some life insurance for me and my son. Well, for me, for my son, to take care of my son in case something happens to him, right? That so is it was a question yeah. for me whether or not during COVID-19 they would honor that because if they call it a pandemic and they call it some sort of, uh, you know, they call it a, um, uh, it's almost like a natural disaster, right? And a lot of insurance companies are indemnified in when there is some sort of a natural disaster where there's times are unusual. So um, currently, I think right now they are still paying out on COVID-19 deaths because it's not actually, you know, um, I mean, I think a lot of the flu deaths and things like that 
have actually been, uh, you know, they've been, they're either flu deaths and COVID-19 deaths are kind of uh, joined together, you know? Yeah. Um, I have to go, I have to go help Zephyr for a minute. I'll be back. But you guys should talk about like insurance, like in general, what do you think? I mean, it's a great idea. My wife, uh, due to her um, school district renegotiating the health insurance package um, and going to a different plan, she also decided to get another uh, life insurance policy out on herself. So if she were to get it, um, she has 15000 from the school plus a separate $100,000 life insurance policy that she got a long time ago. And she's uh, definitely considering getting one out on me, considering uh, my potential of getting a job working census. Yeah, that would put you at risk. Still waiting on them to get back to me on whether or not I passed their sniff test with the background check. But they said up to eight weeks, so it's only been four. So I feel like this is sort of a natural disaster. But then at the same time, uh, we have you know, ways to affect the outcome of it. And people need to take responsibility for that. I don't know. I don't think on the form of insurance, I don't think that they have ever considered a um, pandemic as a natural disaster, but I'm not 100% sure if that is the way things will continue. I think the only pandemic that could have been considered a natural disaster is probably the Black Plague that actually took out a plurality of the population. Give it time. Oh, I I I completely understand that this is going to be devastating, but it's still not going to result in a plurality of deaths. It's going to result in a plurality of chronic, generationally lasting uh, lung and heart damage, absolutely. But death's not that likely. If, I mean, it, if it were to, we would have a very different response. Well, I mean, we did see bodies being loaded into a, a freezer truck because they didn't have enough space at the morgue. So oh, I, I completely agree. This is, this is really bad. But it's not the percentage. It's not a plurality that it's going to lead to 20 or 30% of our population resulting in body bags. And you think that will stop the insurance companies from trying to claim it is so they don't have to pay out as much? Oh, absolutely. Once you have that much of your market share, it's basically an implosion of money for an insurance company. It's also an implosion for money for our health insurance companies right now. They're about, as soon as wave two hits, they're all going to go bankrupt. Yeah. And there's no instrumentation or speculation that's going to pull them out of that. They're going to have to get cold, hard loans if they want to stay around. When we talk about Wave 2, we're not talking about months in the future anymore. We're talking about days now. (laughs) Yeah, days from the Memorial Day uh, vacation that America took. Uh, Sadly, Uh, it's already already starting in my city. We just uh, reported 28,000 new cases. So, um, Shale. Yes. Um, have you been keeping an eye on how, uh, the ICUs are doing in New York? Um, I haven't been keeping a very close eye, but, um, last I checked, we were okay. Uh, I don't think there's been an issue with ICUs since March in New York. Um, based upon somebody else that I've been talking to about political stuff this week, 
that also lives in New York. Apparently, 71% of the ICUs are at capacity right now. And um, they're probably going to be completely full up by the end of June, if not sooner. So... That makes sense, especially with these protests, uh, you know, New York being one of the one of the epicenters of the protests. I want to take that information with a grain of salt because they also uh, said something that is very uh, offensive. I will not repeat it, but um, basically, uh, let's just put it that they uh, blame a certain group of people that uh, endured the Holocaust for spreading COVID in New York. How exactly do the Jews uh, bear responsibility here? I'm, I'm interested to know. Here. I, I don't know. They said that there was some yeah. some woman who was yeah. like the first known case. And so they're saying that That's they're the entire, yeah, exactly. It, it's if like there's, I'm if, if there's wondering what Jewish the fuck. Conspiracy, they do not let me in on it. It's just the other guys. They're like, don't let him. Don't let Shale know. They don't yeah. let Steve know either. So no, they don't. They don't let any of any of my friends. It's just I don't it's not know. A maybe good conspiracy. Maybe it's a bunch of jerk rabbis, but it's not me. I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think the uh, wet market uh, transmission from Wuhan is is still the actual origination point. Yes, of course. Um, why people believe like mythical things about the origin of this is just bizarre like why you know where where you you know where diseases originate from like why when one originates in front of your eyes do you reject the knowledge you have already i, I people people baffle me you know well uh, probably the same reason because... why we got 911 truthers still and flat earthers still well the interesting thing is it's two different strains the one that we have actually originated or the mutated strain originated in Italy. Uh, that's why there's COVID L and COVID R. I forget which one of those two we have, but we have the deadlier strain. Oh, there's more than two strains of COVID nineteen mutations. There's uh, estimated theories that there's up to thirty, but there's only about eight confirmed strains. And there's two main strains that are in this pandemic: L and S. Yeah. It's L for lethal and S for like spreadable. Is that the yes? Uh, I believe that's <laughs> the appropriate uh, adage. Yeah, yeah and unfortunately, we got the COVID bigger. L. Yeah, yeah. L is like the way more deadly version, and Ugh. it's if that information about the ICUs being near capacity in New York City is true, then that means that people will not be able to get admitted to the ICUs if they're lethally possibly uh sick with covid which means that they will be spreading it to their immediate caregivers which will likely be friends and families and neighbors and uh right now i just didn't i just did a quick uh calculation using the calculators uh doing you know division of how many dead over how many cases confirmed in the u.s and we're still at about a six percent mortality rate that might get up to 10 though why would the mortality rate be rising now if we uh, no longer have ICUs to contain the uh, infection yeah. uh, and uh, the Maybe. bodies, if they are discovered after death, will still be possibly contaminated because, as you may understand, how uh, you know dead bodies work, they bloat, they secrete gases, um, 
and internal fluids as they, you know, rot and convalesce. So anyone who's exposed to that might be, uh, you know. I do want to add a little nuance to Distan's point here. Well, yes, if someone doesn't go to the ICU and does have a severe case of COVID, they and their corpse can be contagious. But this isn't like the Black Plague. There isn't uh, massive external cellular damage that's going to allow fluids and bloating and gases to happen. A corpse from a, a COVID patient will still be contagious, but it's going to be like a normal corpse. Well, I'm more considering the fact that this is now summer and uh, there's been a few blackouts uh, in various areas of the U.S. that I because that's what happens during the summer. And so, you know, the, the, if you die during summer heat and then someone discovers your body, there's likely going to be a difference of. Oh yeah. It's not going to be pleasant. It's not going to be pleasant to find, but it's not going to be a, a, a a horror scene. (laughs) Corpses are actually pretty, uh, pretty self-cleaning because of the mechanisms of death and life. Well, again, um, if they're significantly ill with coronavirus, they're likely going to be coughing up uh, blood and phlegm and various things up to the point of their death. So, again, uh, these people are probably going to be taken care of by significant others, by neighbors. Those people are probably going to have to still go into town to get supplies, go to grocery stores. So, I mean, we don't I know completely agree how that many that are going to get, happen. but it's it's going to get worse. Well, uh, I'd like to add some uh, nuance to this really quick um, and some medical nuance. So, in the case of COVID, it requires live cells to replicate Hence why it uh, attaches itself to the lungs and it basically copies its DNA. And as those uh, live cells replicate, it's producing new viruses, well, new virus cells. The problem is after death is there is no living cells in the body after at least um, a few hours. So uh, the body that is there would only be as contagious as the amount of um covid virus present in the body at the moment of death and those viruses can only survive by transmitting to a new host so assuming that the body has been um left for a while you would actually find that it is no longer contagious because the mechanism for contagion uh died with the person yeah but a a while is a big question mark you know could that be 12 hours 24 hours 36 hours who knows yeah, if it's someone who they know and are trying to help take care of, we don't know if they routinely check in on them or if, you know, the person just is laying dead for a couple of days. But still, as the deaths increase, we're going to have more economic harm, hardship. I uh, posted a link to the uh, BuzzFeed article about our impending economic doom if we don't get any more bailouts for the people not the businesses, but for the people, because yeah, um, all that stuff's due to expire in the next month or two. Um, the unemployment yeah. and all, all of the business stuff, I believe the deadlines for some of that is coming up. And as soon as that happens, then, you know, a lot of renters are going to be asking to collect and people have been out of work for a while. So, so yeah. the main uh, due dates 
are uh, July, I believe, 1st and 15th. The uh, first is when the PPE, PPP repayments begin for those who are were uneligible to have the free money. Um, July 1st also ends the unemployment, uh, $600 a week flat uh, unemployment benefit. Um, and I believe the 15th is when business taxes re, uh, turn to normal, normal payment. Ah. <sighs> Yeah. Well, that's disturbing. The expression uh, also, on your face hearing that, Shale, is just like someone realizing that there's an atomic bomb coming down from the sky and about to blow up. And they're like, well, so long and thanks <laughs> and the for training, the training. And the training from the state is say, get under the desk. I'm not realizing it. It's just all stuff that I've been, you know, uh, aware of to varying degrees because I've read twitter nonstop, <laughs> and it's just you know you realize all these different things are coming to a head at the beginning of like august end of july uh, beginning of july sometimes this is and uh, I, it's really scary i don't know what's gonna happen <laughs> i'm also like i'm out of money my i'm like you know everyone i know is out of money again and uh now there are protests and everyone's gonna get sick from we don't know like who is going to get sick from having been to the protests yet they're we're just going to start to find that out in the next couple of days, and that's going to compound everything else that's going to happen at the June, July, August mark. So, I don't know. It's just overwhelming. Uh, uh, Shale, the protests that we've seen are still going on, and they <coughs> sorry, have been going on yeah. for over a week now. We're only going to start seeing the first results in like three to five days from the very yeah. first protests. Yes, thank you. You articulated that uh, better. What I was trying to say. Uh, that's that's what we're just. I'm, we're just waiting for the. So over the next out. two weeks, we will start to see what these first wave of protests have started to uh, spread with. But I don't think it's yeah. going to be as bad as the memorial spike we're seeing, because the memorial yeah. spike was a very different context than the protests. Mm -hmm. The memorial spike was vacations, a lot of having fun, cookouts. There's really no opportunity for masks or social distancing in that. But while these protests can't social distance, everyone had masks. People were protected and layered up, not only from uh, the virus, but from police activity. Yeah, I mean, I hope I hope that was the difference maker, but it's just a hope. I, I, we don't really know the, the, the gritty physics of transmission detail, you know. So. Yeah, this is going to be an amazing uh, case study for epidemiologists for the next few decades. I mean, uh, a lot of the police well, that we saw didn't have masks on, so maybe that'll help. Ideally, we defund the police directly. Well, Defunding with body bags. Well, I will actually disagree with uh, one point on that. Later protests had masks. Many of the first protests that we saw, there was virtually no one in the crowd that had a mask on, and they were packed in tighter than sardines. True. So, some, yeah. some for those localities, they may see more of the Memorial Day spike carry on, but I, I do think, like you were saying, the later protests w had better protection. I just yeah, so. love, I just love how a lot of right wing media conspiracy theories are trying to say that the protests are going to spike coronavirus like it, like it. We never did social distancing. It's like no, that's not how this is going to go down at all. Because you saw way more people being way closer and without masks in the uh, 
uh, Memorial Day spike. And remember, July 4th is coming up, too. So if there's no closures of things, if there's no national uh, quarantine that's reinstated, and considering we have President Trump, that's uh, probably going to be the truth where we where we're still out of quarantine. We're we're going to see a lot more cases after July 4th too. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I would like to segue into uh something else about Trump recently. Did any of you see the argument that Trump had with the Fed where um the Fed chair is saying we are facing a long and drawn out um recession going into possibly a depression worse than the great depression and saying that we need something like a universal basic income where we just give cash directly to the people because that's the only way we're going to no re- way reclaim Powell the economy. said that yes sir wow I, I need to see that i need yeah, to see powell too. saying we need universal basic income that is an unbelievable statement he is in a position unique enough he could actually do it and with the p- current political pressure, he could probably do it on his own without Congress. Well, then I think we have found our point of uh, pressure, which is push him, right? That's the strategic move at this at this point. That's the tactic. Uh, well, d- d- yeah. don't get me wrong. This this wouldn't be exactly um, legal, and it would have to go into Congress eventually. But he could, through emergency measures, make every Social Security number a bank. Hypothetically I mean, speaking, oh, yes. Yeah. That would be amazing. He could even do that. Could he do that without the president's permission? That, I, that's what I mean. He is in charge of an independent private, private company in charge of dispersing cash to every bank in America. Hilarious. And that he is also hilarious. in charge of social security disbursements. He could do it dis- despite Trump. He could. And everyone would support him. The question is the political pressure. And yeah, like I say, this wouldn't be exactly like constitutional. It would need to go through Congress after this emergency, but he could do it under an emergency um, uh, context. Think about the reality of it. Think about him doing it, money showing up as if a miracle in, in, the, in the accounts of people whose life it will save immediately, and then it going to Congress. And, and if anyone, anyone in Congress is not in support of this, they're going to be out in November or, well, not this November, but when there's a congressional election or if there is, you know, that whenever, they, whenever they're up for election. Yeah. To a lot of things we were talking about in the uh, Twitter uh, DMs. Yeah. Well, to tack on yeah, to um, the statement about the Fed actually flat out saying that we need a UBI, uh, not only is Trump disagreeing with the fed he's actually trying to use emergency powers to take control of the fed right now holy shit that would be equally unprecedented in the opposite direction We're getting because, yeah, which which basically yeah. creates a top-down command and control economy similar to this the, yeah the north Union. korea these are theories people have been talking about for, for decades, finally being tested, these governmental, like, what-ifs. Not just governmental what-ifs, like, incredible economic what-ifs, because we've speculated and leveraged our financial sector to its absolute maximum efficiency, and we're seeing how brittle that efficiency is in the market. But the fact that Powell is saying there's nothing that the infinite money, there's no more debt that can be bought by the fed through the central banking system is insane this is like the best news i've heard 
in a, a while. It really is. Yeah, that's that's really good. We need to see some uh, some links on this. I think. Absolutely, we do. Like uh, um, uh, Jeremy, you... could you find us that that him saying those beautiful words? Well, I, I've got the statement pulled up right here. Um, I don't quite see it here. Um, right here. I, I'm going to post it here. Um, maybe somebody can see what I'm overlooking. This is the uh, the statement from yesterday. Yeah, he doesn't say the words UBI or universal basic income. He says that we need to give money directly to the people. I mean, that, yeah. which is it, exactly what, what a UBI is. Yeah. So he guys. might actually be in support of more than just a minimum, an absolute poverty basic income. He may be in support of an actual income that can get the economy going like around 4000 or $6,000 a month. Oh my God, transformative to society. We could be on the cusp of like a, hu- a new human era. Not uh, by the numbers, this would eliminate suicides. That's how transformative this would be. That would be good. We have to make this happen. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> well, where'd where they go? This. In a weird they way. had to deal with uh, Zephyr issues. And she then... has to, I know, but she has to, Faye, she has to know Faye, about this. They had to uh, do some other stuff as well. So, yeah. uh, again, so she'll, we'll find uh, her. I'm sure she'll, 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 DM, she'll DMs, she'll, DMs, she'll, DMs, yeah. DMs. Just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Jacqueline. She couldn't uh, attend today, unfortunately. She was um, unable to get some things um, taken care of with her health, and she's. Uh, taking a bit of a rest for today but we spoke last night about this and um me and her actually went over the statement but i want everyone to think back on this and just let this stew in your mind for a moment andrew yang when he was running everyone said that this was a crazy radical idea in just the time since he has suspended in february the pope has endorsed a universal basic income trump was softly for a universal basic income before he was against it. And the head of the Fed just said that we need a universal basic income to save this country. Yeah. Just well put. think about that for a second. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things going down right now that I don't even know if we're going to make it to November <laughs> if some things don't happen soon. It doesn't like, even seem like her really purpose to say it. Like the, 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 the most fundamental aspects of our society are now in, in breakdown and free fall, uh, in, in just in like, in just non-function mode. You know, we have primaries that come and go. We nervously, we're like the, the, the highest officials of the land nervously say as little as they can about them. And they're, they just sort of don't happen. Uh, so I think that's the tip of the iceberg for, for more erosions of, uh, what we imagine are the un, unalienable American rights we have. I mean, our Congress has not actually convened to discuss the protests they haven't convened to discuss the fact that we need immediate stimulus that the coronavirus is coming back with a fucking vengeance after memorial day they have not released any statements condemning the president for all of his tweets and trying to get the military to turn against the citizens of the United States for executing their First Amendment rights to protest. I mean, we are in a situation where all levels of government, except for the president, are fucking mute. And even the president to some extent, because a leader is only as powerful as the people willing to follow. 
And right now we're seeing society break down to the point where the authority that he has is breaking down at all levels. In fact, um, on the news, his chief of staff um, had said, issued a public apology because he was ashamed to even be present when Trump tear-gassed a bunch of priests and um, protesters for a photo op. Yep. Oh, yeah, the Lafayette Square. The Bible uh, upside down and backwards. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, yeah he... Uh, you know, it's bad when your own military is saying, I'm embarrassed to be seen with you. And yeah. that's a good segue to uh, what I just posted from the uh, New York Times. Uh, because of the way that uh, they are dealing with trying to get the convention dealt with uh, after Trump picked the fight with the North Carolina governor, uh, they basically just copy-pasted the 2016 uh, platform of the Republican Party, which condemns the quote-unquote current president, which <laughs> Obama, but that's almost like they're deliberately yeah. for help right now. It's like, please, somebody, please get rid of this guy because we do not, like, we can't say anything bad about him because he's still got enough crazy people with guns that'll come to our doors and kill us if we're outright against him, but please save us from ourselves. It does sound like a cry for help. It's amazing. That it really does. Yeah. But it, you know it, what's beautiful about this moment is I suspect that not only is Trump losing any shred of goodwill that he had left, I suspect that the DNC right now is so scared shitless of Biden putting his foot in his mouth one more time that they may actually bump him off and start looking at the runners-up. No, how could they? What would what would the mechanism for that be? Well, uh, the um, mechanism they, is Tom Perez and the entire board of the DNC nominating whoever they want. That's the yeah, process. Okay. Yeah. It's the uh, process it's always been. Yeah, right. So they might just do it and later. Yeah, in sixteen, when Bernie tried to do tried to uh, sue the DNC, um, that's what was released that they're a for-profit corporation and that the votes are a suggestion, but the DNC reserves the right to be able to. To select to have the final say in the selection of the candidate. So yeah, here's the thing, incredible. though: how far left do you think that they're going to go? They're not going to pick Bernie. They're not going to pick Yang. No, they're going to go for Buttigieg. I know they they're could not go Buttigieg because yeah. they 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 know that he's just as bad for them as anyone no, else because he's only well, going to go with Warren. You think? Uh, yeah, they're yeah. either going to go with Warren or. Um, I Who is the other with, terrible um, candidate? Kamala Harris, because um, Harris, the cop. I don't. I mean, that would be so tone deaf at this moment in time. Yes, but I. Yeah. Think they figure that um, she's a. Black they woman, have been tone deaf, so she should be able to calm the ratings. And also, I don't believe that they're going to go with Klobuchar since it was kind of. Oh no! That uh, Klobuchar had a chance to prosecute this cop and them off the hook. Oh, she's yeah, responsible wow. for, for the George Floyd program. Yeah, she's Klobuchar is absolutely responsible. She is sunk. She's not she going to be a president. She's done forever. 
So uh, as a native Minnesotan, I never voted for Klobuchar after I found out about any of that stuff. Um, I actively voted for the Green Party candidate for her Senate seat after uh, after she got in. And uh, that didn't exactly work out for me, but it, it was definitely a protest vote because, yeah, she is as scummy as they get. I wow. kind of miss Franken. Yeah, as bad as some of his, like, you know, he was not near, he didn't actually commit an, a, a rape like Biden, but he, you know, was a little bit suggestive and creepy at times back in the day when he was, you know, way before he was, you know, an elected official, you know, because he was, you, you, yeah, he using the, he was, you, he was using his, uh, um, comedian, uh, personality and persona to get away with a couple of cops of feels and got me too but policy wise he was probably the best senator we've had in a while except when he turned against the state of minnesota's votes for the suggestion of bernie bernie won minnesota but franken a super delicate decided to go for hillary Wow. Yeah, and that's the power of the superdelegates, and that's exactly what we can see happen if they don't like we Biden. We gotta get away. We gotta get away from this system. We gotta get away from this two-party fake oh, well, political system. I actually think this is a great system because it opens up a lot of opportunity. Like uh, we are seeing in this current election, the Libertarian and Green Party have a real chance of getting federal funding, which nationally recognizes them as a federal party. I hope so, but I mean, so, there's nothing that the federal parties that exist will not do in tandem to stop that from happening, and when they get together, they can do a lot. Absolutely, but they are completely disorganized right now, like, utterly, utterly disorganized. Yeah, but when they see a threat to their to their life, they'll get together to stop it. it, it, it not if it happens too fast. I the hope question, so. the question, I can see the Republicans dissolving, I really Democrats hope being I left hope, on the right. I hope the Libertarians and Greens are ready to strike when the opportunity arises. I hope so. Right now, we're in a very, very precarious situation with the two-party system. We have seen that it is not working. And if, as we have suggested, because Biden is probably going to put his foot in his mouth one more time, because he's already done it. He's already done the blind and deaf comment about Shoot them this. in the leg. Yeah, shoot them in the leg. He's already done that. And it's like, oh, if he Amazing. says one more Amazing. stupid thing like that, like, the DNC is going to take away the votes. Why are they waiting? Somebody. Well, oh, because because they want to wait until the last damn minute. They oh, waited yeah. until it's, the last damn minute it's to going to be the last day of the convention. And they, still, and they waited until the last day to impeach, oh, yeah. and they gave the worst possible uh, crimes to try and impeach on that aren't actual crimes because I, they. I about the actual impeachment process earlier yes, uh, this yes, year. Yes, yes. Oh, that was all that they actually had the evidence for, and it was beyond enough. What what they tried, the two counts of high treason that they tried him on, were more than enough to get rid of any other president. But he had too many friends in the Senate. Well, no, that's what the, the impeachment boiled that, down. What, what they put out friends. really was what they put out really was weak. And, and if you look at the evidence that they presented um, when they actually did the whole thing on C-SPAN. Um, they didn't put out all the evidence. They put out um, abuse of power and um, being held in contempt of Congress. Those are the only two charges that he had. And they put out the weakest case 
possible. There are those multiple are also two. Cases. Those are also two things that weren't uh, that aren't actually illegal. Um, they're not in and of themselves crimes, which is why the Republicans so quickly uh, acquitted him. Well, not only that, um, they are identical to a past impeach, a historical past impeachment during the very first time we tried to impeach a president in this country. Um, the the charges were literally verbatim, and it didn't work then. So why did they think that it would work now? There were other areas where he had clearly violated um, the Constitution as far as the emoluments clause goes, and many people brought it up, but none of those charges were actually brought to bear. Yeah, if I mean, his son actually come up. His son went on a hunting trip for seventy five thousand dollars of taxpayer money last year. And his son isn't part of his cabinet. His son is not part of our government in any way, shape, or form. You know? But he still used taxpayer-funded security. Th- that might highlight one of the uh, larger problems of our two-party system, which is precedent. If, if they had this precedent, like it didn't work a couple hundred years ago... Um, and they actually tried to go after the economic luxuries, then they may also see these uh, lawsuits against them, which I agree they should, but it may hint to why they didn't pursue what was a little bit more tangible. Yeah, you know, glass houses and all. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any states that are pursuing or considering pursuing legal action against the parties in light of the reveal that they're private corporations and have kind of been denying or potentially well, denying people democracy? I believe that the current framework is capitalistic democracy. Mm-hmm. Make your own party organization and try and get 5%. I think that's the framework that the entire system is just letting be. Just letting exist. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, I mean, so who is it? Uh, do you think that that we should back then the libertarian party or the green party? It's oh, they the libertarians uh, chose their nominee, and I think that they chose wrong. I'm going yeah. full green, and I think everyone else should, as the Greens are the only ones who are actually in support of anything like a UBI. I don't know much about yeah. um, Howie Howie Hawkins. Um, I mean he he doesn't explicitly state that he's pro UBI in his platform. However, everything else that Bernie uh, was for everything that was in Jill Stein's campaign, the, you know, green new deal, all that stuff that's still there. So, I mean, it's about as good as we're going to get. Do you think people have been talking? Oh, sorry. But um, do you think people have been pressuring Howie Hawkins to, to include a UBI? Like, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So what? So where's where is that? I'm like, where? What's his response been like that? And who's been talking to him? Has Yang Gang well, been talking to him? What I think his response was was if Vermin Supreme had been nominated, he would have added it to his platform. But since That's Jorgensen was nominated, he doesn't need to add it to his platform. So that's essentially where we stand. I mean, <laughs> the I, people for it. Um, a Jorgensen? lot of people. A lot of people in the Green Party are for it, but damn, did the Libertarians pick the most far-right Libertarian person they could have picked? Mm. That's too bad. Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. But, uh, one of Who the they they, Jorgensen. They picked a. Yeah, a, I don't. I've, not, I've never heard this guy. I don't know this guy. A girl. Anne uh, Girl. Okay. Anne Wright. 
and Rand Light. That's terrible. So, uh, All right, well, great pick, one of great the, pick, guys. One of the highlights of the Green Party, though, is the Green New Deal, which I would be shocked, genuinely shocked, if there wasn't some form of direct payment to citizens, either for social justice reparations or carbon tax credits. Yeah, there's a lot of um, money to the people in the Green New Deal that's being proposed by Howie. So, yeah. How would individual carbon tax credits potentially work? Does anybody know? I'm so sorry, what? So uh, how would tax credits on an individual basis work? Oh, exactly the way that uh, deductions work now. You fill out your tax form, claim what you've done, and every few hundred people out of a thousand get audited. So as an individual, what kind of claims could I make uh, to have reduced carbon emissions? It depends on what you do. Uh, For example, if you own a large amount of land and you have a forest there, then that's a natural carbon sink. If you're doing active carbon sequestration through uh, technological means or through um, uh, other uh, semi-natural means, then um, you could claim that as well. But it would be based on actions that you and your assets are actively taking. Uh, let me ask, uh, theoretically, say you're like an, a long-term unemployed person, this, this, um, this carbon tax credit or whatever it's called, this carbon benefit becomes institutional and, and normalized and uh, people use it all the time. Could you just start go start planting trees and say, yeah, I spent four hours planting trees today and pay me $50 or $100 or whatever, I don't know? So like, depending on how the system itself is set up would really answer that. But in essence, yes, you could do that until you get audited. And then uh, a, a representative from the IRS will be like, oh, yes, yeah, so where's your assets sinking in carbon? And you'll have to produce them and show that you've been doing it year after year to justify the rebates or tax deductions, depending on uh, what side of the wealth uh, gap you're on. I mean, by the time that they get around to auditing you, it probably would be a completely different system anyway. Um, but it is if you missed the discussion a little bit earlier in the Twitter um, chat, uh, the link for the tweet about um, looking forward to speaking with Jorgensen for POTUS. Yeah, that didn't go very well. Like, legitimately, Jorgensen disagreed with everything uh, our friend Zach was stating, especially UBI. Let me guess. Uh, Libertarian answer was, uh, no, the government needs to be smaller and the private sector should be providing jobs. Yep. Yeah, which unfortunately, unless we are in deep manufacturing or low skill extraction that doesn't actually work anymore we are in high skill service sector work which doesn't allow for such expansive private sector um luck basically and it's also not equivocate it's not even taking into account an individual person's greed uh to to create a monopoly which we've seen over the last couple decades Oh, wow. She's against antitrust as well. Now, that's an extreme small government position because that that's as extreme as abolishing the military entirely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that is pre that's what I'm talking about. Like it, it 
the the little bit that was stated by Zach in our Twitter DMs was pretty damning for the Libertarian Party. Yeah, that is incredibly damning because, you know, I, I like the idea of small government. I like libertarian ideals, but when they have genuine, real economic theory under them, not just right-wing ideology. So let's talk about Howie Hawkins. How can we push oh, him to get to accept UBI? Political pressure. I mean, if we end this year with uh, the Green Party getting over 5% and a lot of people signing up as Greens, then in the next four years, it's going to be him versus Yang on a UBI platform. I mean, if we make it four years, God only knows what's going to happen in November. I completely agree. Like, I, like I've been saying, I, the best case scenario for to get the American Renaissance kicked off right is for the DNC to wake up to what they really need to do. Um, which is nominate Andrew Yang and get a UBI in July 2021. I would I like mean, to remind everyone, uh, we just got a Yang gang elected. Dr. Jermaine Johnson has officially won this. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. That is some much-needed good news and very heartening to remember. Let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. He's going to landslide the primary, or the uh, actual election. Yeah, what state was it? North Carolina or South Carolina? South Carolina. Uh, yeah, I remembered it was a Carolina. I'm just like, which one was it? North or South? God damn it, I get them mixed up. Yeah, and we have a very real chance of also dethroning the demonic turtle. Nick yeah, um, Broiler. Uh, Broyer. So when he, yeah, Broyer. Sorry, I mispronounced the name, but yeah, they have to win though. Yeah, I was gonna say, did Broyer already win his primary? Because I thought that was like in July or something. Not yet. His primary is still going, so anytime that we can name drop him, please do. But um, he he hit he fits the bill of the top three things that a Kentuckian a Kentuckian would need to hit. He is a veteran. He is a farmer, and he is a family man and the member and a member of their community. Yep, that's it. That that wins every Kentuckian vote. I mean. You say that, but his worst competition has, has stated they have $19 million on hand with an M. And that's yeah, oh, yeah, but McConnell but is like killing people at this point. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to see McConnell hold on to his seat, even with $50 million in his bank. Um, no, McConnell, no, 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 no. Even... It's the primary that I'm talking about because his. Oh, oh McGrath. Talk... Yeah, that, McGrath. That, that, yes. Oh, you're talking about um, the Trump supporter. Yeah, yeah. Um, she has literally said, and I quote, that Mitch McConnell hasn't been, imp- the reason why Kentucky is suffering is because Mitch McConnell has not implemented more of Donald Trump's policies. And if she was elected, she would make sure that Trump's policies were elect- were implemented in full. And she's running as a Democrat in the Democratic p- primary. A Democratic Trump supporter. Yes, right, that's an interesting a, a, a blue dog, as no. they're referred to. No, Democrat in name only. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I mean, it's yeah. not like a Democrat thing we should really strive to be being anyway. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> Democrats are are the new right wing party. Libertarians are genuinely kind of a central party, and then Greens are a left party, and that's still not left enough for most of the Yang gang. <laughs> yeah, I would honestly say <clears throat> that Yang embodies what the Democrat Party used to be. Oh, what I their agree. values used to be. It's what they're yeah supposed to be on, what they pretend to be on paper. 
but it's they're not anymore. They don't embody that. Yeah. Corporate money. If corporate money were to get out of politics, a lot of things would change. But that is. Oh, yeah. no. We need to have corporate money alongside people powered money. So do I hear democracy dollars? <laughs> democracy dollars for a hundred dollars. I mean, 300 million voters with uh, democracy dollars is a lot of money. So, I mean, it's not a bad idea. No, we change no, everything. And like Andrea said, it would wash out the lobbyist money because you get a larger pool of voters. You're going to outraise your opponent. Now, I would like to bring up an interesting fact that we delight about um, Dr. Jermaine Johnson's campaign. And this is something I feel like the Yang Yang that listening to our podcast and any guests that may want to come on uh, need to hear. <clears throat> so, Dr. Jermaine Johnson's opponent raised all of his money, not a single penny, from actual people. It was all corporate donors. Dr. Johnson raised the exact same amount to the penny from voters in his district, entirely people. And voters in all 50 states, including um, Puerto Rico. Nice. Yeah, some widespread support. Yeah. I mean, the same yeah. things going on with Breuer, but we've not yet gotten to the point where a victor has been uh, picked in that uh, primary yet. Because I think the votes are like another week or two out. Yeah, that sounds about right. But, uh, the DNC, the actual convention is like July 20th or something, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, because I'm fairly certain all primaries have to be done by the uh, general conventions. Actually, so, that's, isn't uh, it in it, August, if I remember yeah. correctly? Because it, August, and then it yeah, only leaves like two uh, months before November. Yeah, August 17th. Oh, there you go. So it's oh, like a really? month later. Then, then what's going on in July? Because I know the DNC has another thing going in July, like a smaller convention. Or was that last year? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to pull it up. Sorry, it's taking me a second. But yeah, the, uh, this, uh, this year's, con- uh, the actual DNC convention, uh, it, it starts on the 17th and ends on the 20th. Of August? Uh, yes. yes, yeah, uh, of August. Cool. Okay. I might be thinking of Is a different like primary a, then. Is there like a preliminary vote in, in uh, July or something? I don't know. Yeah, I think sure that's when the are. last states are voting. Okay. Must just be that. But I have a feeling that with Biden's dementia getting worse and his natural inkling to be a gaff machine becomes worse, they're probably going to dump him in favor of another candidate. Yeah, that brings us back to, to whom? And uh, we, we said possibly Kamala Harris and uh, well, possibly Elizabeth Warren. The DNC is going to just react off the political pressure. So I actually am curious, um, Angelo, in this uh, letter from Powell, uh, I only see to support uh, the flow of credit to households and businesses as like the only way that he supports a basic income. Um, uh, did you see the uh, verbal statement that he made, not the written statement? No, I did not see the verbal statement. Let me look for that. Yeah, Google that. Uh, he actually goes off on a quite a long speech, but um, one of the main things that he states is that the only way that we're actually going to build up the economy and keep us from falling into a true depression is for 
us to actually be giving money directly to people so that they can spur the economy because no other methods are working. And he, I believe, said, and uh, don't quote me on this, but I believe he said that this is the only way that we can actually save our country. Like, he was very, very adamant that this was, you know, a last resort that he was pulling out and just said, we need to do this. And now Trump is trying to prevent him from being able to do that. Correct. What are the details on that? Um, Right now, Trump is saying that the Fed has been wrong in the past. He believes that in the next quarters to come, that we are going to see an uptick in the economy and that by the third quarter, the economy is going to be booming again. Okay. Uh, I, I don't even know how to address that because he doesn't even believe it. I don't know. What does one do with the Mad King? <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, it's clearly delusion and wishful thinking at this point because the numbers don't add up. And honestly, like our country is in such disarray right now. Yeah, how can he be convinced that he would be beloved and he would be more powerful if he would just capitulate here? And then he could get on with the crazy things he would like to do, you know? Why can't we convince him of that? It's in his interest to capitulate here so he can be a better monster for himself, right? Why does he get that through his head? The idea is not his, and he has the best ideas. He's a very stable genius, Shale. If he has to have the idea, how can he have the same idea? We have to have him have the idea. That's the solution. I thought of it before Andrew Yang. I have the best ideas. He wrote his book based on my book. You know, there's a chapter in there. It's in the fine print. It's really in the fine print. You you know, you joke, but if we can get enough pundits saying, hey, you know, the architect, the real architect of universal basic income is President Trump. In his book in 1987, you know, when he was a Democrat. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I bet if we did it's, get a lot of it's all the that, of he started the deal believing people. that hype that that might be a real way to get him yeah. to sign on to UBI. What do you think? It's the deal of universal basic income. It's in the mm-hmm. back. It's in the fine print. But if you look real hard with a magnifying glass, it's there, folks. I'm telling you. Believe me. I can hear him really doing it. I can hear him saying it. Yeah, but when? Because, like you said, another four years, a lot of us can't wait. Oh, no. No, we need it tomorrow. We need it yesterday. We need it today. And it could happen today if he would just get on board. Come on. Come on, big guy. It was one solid one time. One. What it is is he's he's so afraid of being perceived as not doing enough. He's being perceived as, oh, the economy's going bad under your watch. So he has to play the tough guy role and say... No, no, the economy is fine. The ship is not sinking. High Brazil is not sinking. Well, just frame it as a bonus. Like, the economy's been so good that I, the benevolent genius president, would like to give every citizen a bonus for participating and making our economy so good. Right? Just frame it that way. Aw, man, that was smooth as silk. (laughs) I'm a producer, baby. It's what I do. Uh, I don't know where that came from. I don't know what, what I was doing. That was a classic um, quote from the 1930s. Yeah, but I mean, it's true. It's the same thing. Just I mean, it's um, what I'm really thinking is like my 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 rooting in the like sort of academic training of a game designer, which I have a little bit of. 
But basic psychology, if you're updating a video game, if you nerf something, the player base is not happy. But if you buff everything around it, affecting effectively the same thing, the player base is fine. They love it. They're like, yay, better balance. So frame it as a bonus. Frame it as a bonus because the economy is doing well and we're going to make it do even better or we're going to move it to unprecedented levels. It's the same fucking money going to the same people through the same channels. I don't care who takes the credit. I just want the money. Do it. Let's make it happen. Oh, and you know Trump is, if he actually pulled that off, he would brag nonstop, look at the amazing numbers. We went from COVID and all this mess which was really bad, folks. It was really bad. And then, you know, we got it fixed. We got the economy booming. I mean, it's the best economy in the history. You know, Bill Clinton's economy in the 90s couldn't touch this. You know, Obama couldn't get the economy rolling like I've gotten the economy rolling. It's amazing, folks. It's unprecedented. This is history in the making. That's it. I mean, I'm I'm not even like, it's funny. But I'm not kidding. I really, I think this could work, and I want to make it happen. <laughs> I, I mean, don't know how. we it's all like, want UBI, but I'd rather go with the earlier idea of getting the head of the Fed to do it on his own first before mm-hmm. resorting to El Cheeto dictator. Well, maybe it works like this: like the head of the Fed does it, and then Trump just takes the credit like that. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah. He he's the type of person that would too. What, what so we we say to him, you know. If you're listening, big guy, this is an option for you. We won't tell. What's the Fed trying to do that he doesn't want to be done? Give Uh, people money. The chairman of the Fed has advocated for UBI. He didn't use those exact words. He said that the only way to save our country is is to give the people direct cash payments, to put the money in the people's hands. And that's the only way to actually... um, recover this country otherwise we are heading for a crash far worse than the great depression and we're going to be in there for a long long time oh yeah okay i mean oh that idiot oh my god like he's he's just getting it straight from the horse's mouth man doesn't want to listen to them and he's he's been getting free money his whole life yeah his argument is the fed's been wrong in the past and they're wrong again. We're going to see a uh, huge some, uptick in the um, thir- in the second quarter, and we're going to have guy. a booming mm-hmm. economy like you've never seen in the third quarter. Now, do you think he himself believes it? That's the question. You, you know, Not we likely. should we we should like now. Now there should be protests for Trump to listen to the Fed. I mean, as much like anger and frustration people have at the Fed. They finally said something, you know, good for once. And now, oh, oh God, like that. I, I don't know. It it just well, kind of I, I, I really thought that he'd have no problem with this. Like Trump, if you're so goddamn rich, why don't you just send your own money and give it to help the economy? You know, it's like it is what, what an idiot. Like I will take but it's not really rich. Yeah. It's all loaned from Russia and China. I look, big guy, big guy. You can send me a check with your name on it every month, and I'll tell people, "Hey, President Trump is sending me money. I don't care. Just send right. me the money." 
You can take all the credit in the world. You'd be the most popular president in history. You're missing the opportunity to be the reality star you want to be. What are you doing? Why? This is your shot. Please take it. Yeah. What? So, so does anybody have the link to where the Fed just said send direct cash payments? Unfortunately, Uh, I've been looking for it and I haven't been able to find any video or other news clipping of his verbal statement. Yeah. And it was the verbal statement that uh, he said this in. And that's what Trump is arguing with them, saying that the Fed is wrong and has been wrong because in his verbal statement, he, you know, you could tell that he is looking at this like, I have tried everything else. This is my last resort. I didn't want to resort to this, but, you know, here it is. We just need a UBI. Just like Trump knee-jerk rejects the premise. He's like, I can't be your last resort. You're wrong! Right. Uh, it, it may be that was more key. of a Nixon impression, but uh, it's on point. Yeah. Nixon on the inside. I, I cannot do Trump because it's, I have a New York accent myself, so I can't differentiate. The thing is, you've got to do something that is kind of a mix Believe me. between Queens and someone that's on LSD. Yeah, just think Queens and LSD. That is, that is not you got what Trump. LSD sounds like. <laughs> what a so what bad LSD sounds like. Very, very tainted. That's, that's cocaine more. That's cocaine. Much like Trump. Right. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, LSD would give us a much better president, Angelo. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that um, we could have a bad enough trip to be where we're at now. And I've yeah. had some pretty you bad trips. You cannot be an egomaniac on an ego suppressant. <laughs> that's yeah, true. That is true. Um I mean, if we could pivot to the link that I uh, shared, apparently Zoom has been uh, shutting down some accounts after uh, political activists were uh, holding speeches and such honoring the anniversary of the Tiananmen Square massacre. And if you know anything about Zoom, they're heavily, heavily backed and financed by Chinese interests. Well, which, 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 which wants to remember yeah. that uh, Tiananmen never happened and uh, China's always been great. Wow. Well, I mean, Trump is pushing for our own Tiananmen Square, so. No, he did it. Lafayette Square. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't think, I, I didn't see anyone get run over by a tank yet, but. Well, you know, cops have been doing it. You know, he, I think that he's counts. pushing for it. Well, yeah, although. He's been you know, very close to that. Yeah, we've been in the neighborhood of it. We've definitely been in the neighborhood of it. We haven't gotten there quite yet, but if Trump gets his way of um, saying, you know, you have to hurt the protesters bad enough that they never want to come back. um, Protesters UBI today, half of them will go home. I know, right? Seriously, that half of them are out there just because they don't have any. And I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying they should even. You know what? Give everyone a UBI and declare it Trump Day. How about that? I'm in favor. Whatever it takes. I don't care. Do it. Declare it uh, Trump Day. Everyone go and spend. I actually have a price. I I have a price to give Trump a holiday, and it's at least $4,200 a month. It's a lot. $4,200. I'll I'll give it At least. I'll undercut you by two. I'm sorry. $4,000. I couldn't turn down $4,000 a month for no. just I need that extra 200 to acknowledge Trump Day. You know you're right. 
Yeah, I just I just stand with you in solidarity. Forty two is a good number. I mean, forty two would would be enough. Uh, if you if you add that to my wife, that's eighty four hundred between the two of us. That's enough for me to you know loop myself up, uh, go to the White House and have him butt fuck me and declare Trump Day. Uh, yeah, that, oh, that's I'll my one that one for the, That's a lot for you to take. I, I will thing. do you one better. Yeah, that's like at least that's eight a lot. I'm not, no one's asking you for that, but I mean, your dedication is is appreciated yeah. and acknowledged. I will do I you mean, one better. Take it the... For the country, right? Yeah. I, you I know what? Country. If it was actually going to give it for everybody in the country, I yeah, man. Anyway, this if, is a good if, conversation if we have on the play, internet. Right? Yeah, if we're going to be playing these numbers, then let's do this. This is the have only conversation to have 40, on the internet. Yeah, fair enough. Have it at 4,500 because he is president number 45. This way, no one will ever forget that number. Right. <laughs> that is actually very brilliant, Angelo. That is incredibly brilliant. He thinks too, right? He's a magical thinker. He's like 45. That's it. Perfect. 45 for 45. 45 day. 45 a month. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and the NRA will love that too. And he will win <laughs> in like a huge landslide in November too. He, he would. He actually absolutely wouldn't. He wouldn't Mainly, he wouldn't have to campaign anymore. He wouldn't because people would just be spending cash on uh, on his campaign. He'd be like, "Wow, I used to worry how I was going to make rent. Now I'm doing things with my life and participating in society. I'm going to vote for the president. He gave me money. Thanks, That's Trump. Do. Right. <laughs> yeah." You know, I, I, it might, remember you. It might actually be a blessing he, that he, he can't accept good. it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, because imagine know. if he did run another four years, Canada yeah, I, may not exist. Yeah, I'm just afraid that if he doesn't accept it, it, he, it might just not happen. We may just become the North American uh, United States. I mean, it is the United States of America. If we annex Canada and Mexico, then that's all of North America, right? Yeah, I could I could absolutely see him doing that in the next four years. The question is, we have more oil than Canada, so what reason would we annex Canada? Would we annex Canada and then take their universal health care system and just... No, no, no. It's what we annex them for? You're, you're thinking too deep. You're thinking way no, too deep about this. This is... You guys, you got to think. We're going to go to Canada. We're going to go to Canada because they have all the maple syrup. And that maple syrup needs to be spread among the people. That's a great Bernie. You can't have he can't have it. Trump can't have it because he's very fat. But uh, like I could totally see him like just skipping the wall and annexing Mexico to pay for a wall on the other side of the Mexican border, like not on the American Mexican border. It's it's on the smaller border (laughs) between Mexico and and Guatemala. Guatemala, yeah, okay. I, there's built. so many countries down there. I'm just like, is it Guatemala or Nicaragua that's right after Mexico? And, and then Mexico would be paying for it. He built wow. he built a wall that, around. That's how so. I could see that happening. Yeah, the uh, annexing Central America has been a uh, an idea on the right for uh, for decades. It's not anything new. I mean, we did build the Panama Canal, but don't technically own any of it. Hey, hey, hey! Don't don't forget that the fact we don't own things is actually a blessing as well. Guantanamo Bay is legally in space; it does not exist on Earth, legally speaking. And the United States has been very has utilized that for bad things, but for a majority of things that the nation did need. I mean, if it's not 
uh, technically a part of the world, then it doesn't technically have to obey any of the world's laws, right? You don't have to obey yeah. the Geneva conventions if you're nowhere near Geneva, if you're that's, on the fucking moon. That's the whole legal yeah. loophole. Because some real war crimes happen there. We're such villains on the world stage. We are. It's such a strange realization to have as an American. Which right are we to the fourth? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. That's the uh, great responsibility of being the world leader and the world police is we have to police ourselves more. And clearly, our current administration is trying to do that in the worst possible connotation. So, who watches the watchman scenario? We investigated ourselves and we found ourselves not guilty. We're not guilty, folks. Yep. We have that's qualified we immunity. immunity. Now that's why everyone, because of our innocence, is getting a forty-five hundred dollar bonus every month to celebrate the forty-fifth president. Me. Well, I mean, Donald like, didn't the AIG CEOs give themselves bonuses after they were bailed out? Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's actually all an executive bonus is. It's it, every time you hear golden parachute, that's exactly what that is. It's an exit strategy for the executives and uh, right wing business uh, in- activists and enthusiasts should really take note just as much as the left wings criticize, because what that means is that that leader of a company could not find a more profitable way to make money. Than to like sink his own company and just leave. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah. To burn the ship for insurance. Right, right. Yeah. Well, so, well, I mean, it's like the thing about the Titanic, except like the captain was the first one to leave. And then it was like, you know, the executives of the ship and then like the top brass. And then every other person yep. was just left to drown. That's basically what we got. <laughs> Well, has anybody looked into whether or not there's an insurance policy out on the United States? Because Trump's been burning this shit down for four years. <laughs> Good question. I wonder if someone could take out. I mean, there are probably bets. So I mean, all kinds of things. If we actually look at our resources, the insurance payout for our actual wealth would be literally half the world. That's not. Yeah, that's not you make possible. a good point. He's gonna file like the the he's gonna file the U.S. for bankruptcy. Oh, that would be like, such a great supervillain plot if, like, before right? becoming president, he took out a life insurance policy on the United States, and then he was like, "Ah, cash now, ha ha, loses, see ya." <laughs> <laughs> that would be incredible. That would be what we deserve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, now we if would the United States that. declares bankruptcy. Does that also mean that all of his debts go away as well, since he's a resident of the United States? That is something yeah. to look into. Well, it does have incredible reverberating effects on insolvency because a significant majority of the world's businesses hold their assets in cash. I love entertaining the idea that this has all been a plot by Trump for Trump to make Trump the richest man in history. Like, it would be hysterical, but honestly, SpaceX would be richer in two decades because they're going to claim Mars. Yeah, but I mean, that's two decades. How long does Trump have? Who, who cares? I mean, we're talking about, you know, that Jeff Bozo guy. You know, he doesn't even yeah, own that's like like a third motor. of the wealth that I have. Uh, that's, 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 that's the true end game. Oh, my God. Is it even no. remotely possible? Is there such an no. organization? No. 
there's no, no organization I, that could that this, could offer to 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 give someone a policy to take out on America. Of I genuinely believe right. that uh, Donald Trump's presidency is the karmic action for him running for presidency. Well, you know, oh, well, tec- uh, technically, the <laughs> World Bank, technically the World Bank could actually take out a policy that big and imagine the collateral grab that they'd get out of it. Okay, yeah. now we're talking. Do you think it could have happened? China's doing it right now. They took over an entire port in Kenya just because the Kenyan nation owed them money and they couldn't pay during this crisis. So nations can do it. Like It, it is physically huh. possible in the international stage. All right, now we're now we're really cooking with gas. This is a real crazy, crazy notion. But um, I mean, if conspiracy theories, we gotta have our own, right? You gotta fight, fight. Yeah, with- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, look, I don't want to just run. I'm not gonna run wild with a conspiracy theory. I'm looking for evidence. I'm looking for reasons why this isn't likely or possible. But all we're finding are small reasons why it is possible. Why it is plausible? Not that it's likely. Not that it happened. But well, uh, if we're if we're going around entertaining conspiracy theories, there's one that I want to uh, postulate about our stock market that this has been a two decade pump and dump scheme by the Fed. Ooh, and you're about to see thirty thousand dollars on the Dow go to three hundred. You know that is also plausible in a creepy way. Um, also, uh, since we're throwing out conspiracy theories here, um. Can we go with the one where uh, the reason why Trump has everyone sign a uh, waiver that they can't sue if they get COVID? Everyone has to be packed in like sardines and no one is allowed to wear masks. Is so Trump can fake his own death to get out of prison time? Oh my gosh, that actually might be it. Wow. That would be (laughs) absolutely amazing. And like, and that fits his mind. It does. That, I was about to say that. I was about to say, people. You think most people don't think this way, but the man is really deranged. He does seem to like live life like a movie, and that is that's a movie plot. <laughs> and he can twist it and play it off as the liberals are trying to do it, and he pro- probably would survive anyways. Yeah, so, well, yeah, he's not likely to die from COVID. No, but again, he fakes his own death. He or goes, fakes his own sickness by getting yeah. it. Yeah, he fakes. Well, I would say because he doesn't want to uh, face criminal charges once his presidency is over and the courts in New York can actually arrest him on felonies. So he fakes his own death. Pence takes over and Trump hightails it to an island somewhere. And, you know, just and Pence pardons the dead Trump. (laughs) Yep. There you go. Wow. I really want this. This is just too exciting. I mean, it would be terrible, but at least maybe we get UBI after that, right? You know what's scary is the fact that my cousins are um, some of the, well, third cousins are some of the mob connections that Trump has. Mm -hmm. You know, it would not surprise me if uh, we have common relatives then. (laughs) Uh, uh, I wonder. Maybe. Like, it. It seems like the the military is not too happy with Trump either. No, they're not. Because he's violating the Constitution. Oh, you, know? you missed that part, Ariel, um, where we mm. were discussing the fact that um, one of Trump's chiefs of staff um, 
like the highest you can get in the military, mm. said that he was uh, offered a formal ap- apology to everyone because he was there when yeah, Trump had people gassed and, you know, uh, mm-hmm. for a fucking photo op. So it's right. kind of funny that even the military, the highest ranks that you can get in the military right. are embarrassed to be seen next to him i mean yeah because he's you know the military is about honor and discipline and you know shady scummy businessmen are about getting away with whatever the hell they can get away with with the least amount of consequences so they're two different sides of a coin so let's talk more about the stock market and this potential two-decade pump and dump scheme what happened to the stock market just uh, was it yesterday It, it, it crashed again yesterday didn't it yeah, another 2K, it, it dropped. Wait, it so it's back twice. at like 24 now, something? Uh, yeah, 24, 26. And, yeah, and yesterday the stock market didn't do like a sharp plummet. It did a slow nosedive, which it's only done one other time, and that was when COVID hit. Uh, information courtesy of Jacqueline. And, and, you know, it's not a coincidence, I think, that we got the response from the Fed saying, okay, the last time this happened, I did XYZ. I've done X, Y, Z. I'm out of ammunition. The last thing I can do is a basic income. We got to do it. You know, right. it makes perfect sense. It all tracks. And here, well, there's actually we've got Trump giving the giving the no. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think there's three or four tools that the Fed really has left in their in their pocket, and whether they want to admit it or not, they have the basic income, which they've stated, and they're trying to get Congress to do. Um, they have zero interest rate which they really don't want to do. They have negative interest rate, which they've said they won't do. And they also have deflationary economy, which is completely changing how debt is viewed in our society. And they absolutely won't do that right now. I've never heard um, of deflationary economy. What is I mean, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, what Trump wants to do is uh, the zero interest rate. That's what he's pushing for. And that's pretty... And they've done we're that. already that's in the insanity like it's we're not gonna below, do you know, we're below half a percent of interest. That is an insane. Right now is like uh, something called lemon socialism. So I don't know if you guys can look it up. It's it's you know like when you buy a lemon, it's like a shitty car. Basically, like lemon socialism is when you bail out these failing companies and messed up companies, and it's like you're on the hook for these lemon corporations and companies. But then all the games are just privatized. So yeah. you get the worst of both worlds. You get the worst of socialism and you get the worst of capitalism combined into like a shitstorm. Oh, the Fed already yeah, tried that. Yeah, we've, um, been, what, we've been doing Yeah, what the Fed said is um, that they are buying any bad commodity from any business. So they'll absorb any losses. Right. So, so like when you go to Vegas and when you... Um, you know, gam- like get drunk and gamble all your money. Like the Fed doesn't come in and say, like, "Hey, we'll cover all your money. losses." You know, right? Like you go to the casino and it's like you're negative one million dollars. It's like, oh, okay, here you go. Like, it doesn't matter for you. So it's like, oh, well, I have nothing to lose. I'm gonna go to the casino all freaking day. I don't care. Yeah, it's like that's... possible for me to root. That's where we're sitting with uh, the moral hazard for the past, honestly, century that we've had our globalized economy. 
um, because every time we have a debt crisis that's uh, pushed off the edge by one little thing, the central banks immediately begin uh, saving the big businesses and letting everyone else drown. Looking, looking at it, I mean, like, I'd like to go to Iceland. They have, they call it the devil's socialism over there, but they just arrested all their thieves. That's what, like, a moral, upstanding uh, country does. Here we what happened in Iceland? Uh, thieves. Uh, they, they, they arrested all their banksters. When did it happen? <laughs> in their, um, you know, part of the world. How but recently in, was this? In 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 oh eight in their financial oh yeah way cash. back then okay yeah yeah that's right I know that yeah so yeah but uh yeah and but but we said like no 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 if we let them you know fail then like it's gonna hurt us too and and it ended up hurting us anyway it's of course. it's it's like you know like like you like it's it's like you have an idiot in your family that just like you know spends all the money on frivolous uh, bullshit. And then just like comes to, you know, your mom and dad and just says like, bail me out. And then they're like, son, we really know that like you saved up that money in your piggy bank for the new PlayStation. But, you know, your uncle just got into a car crash. So fork it over. <laughs> um, and Shale, you asked earlier, what's a deflationary economy? Um, yeah, that is uh, never heard of that before. It's honestly a lot of economists worst nightmare and it's generally associated with depressions and recessions on incredible magnitudes like we're seeing now but uh it doesn't have to only be in that context if it's paired with the right social programs it can actually be incredibly powerful most powerfully with a static basic income a deflationary economy is where the tar- where the target inflation rate of a macro economy is negative or um, at zero, where essentially the money has constant value or increasing value. And how much that value increases depends on the overall deflation target and the actual deflation rates seen in the economy. Now, for the past 100 years, uh, countries the world over have focused on inflation rates as the target because um, of population growth. You want to encourage people to produce more and continue earning money so that there's a constant increase in the money supply to account for the constant increase of people so that there's no uh, sudden shocks or uh, limits on the money changing hands, which would cause incredibly sharp deflation in small microeconomic instances. But on the macro economy, the reason why all these nations have taken an inflationary target is because of debt. Uh, debt in a deflationary economy has a massively different connotation. It's it's a incredible burden and something you only use for short-term gains with incredibly high returns. Because uh, let's take a mortgage, something that almost every American has, and the real reason the Fed will never look at a deflationary economy until we have a UBI already in place. Um, a mortgage is a very inflation, um, it's a, it's a type of security that inflation actually affects because mortgages are on the span of two to three decades of loan. And after a single decade, you start to see, uh, enough inflation to start measuring it. Um, uh, the United States inflation rate is targeted at 2%, um, year over year. So if you have a, uh, loan with an interest rate of 3%, 
with interest, you're only effectively paying 1% of the actual value of that house on that loan because the other 2% is falling away to inflation. Um, So if we focused on a 0% inflation economy, that debt would have constant value while the house that it was uh, speculated on would actually be deteriorating over those two to three decades. Of course, maintenance costs would increase that and that would push inflation up, but that's honestly a waste in money. And if you uh, had a deflationary economy, the value would essentially be the same as you maintain. So it puts a lot of things on a different context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might be, might be, I mean, that sounds like it might be a good thing to do. Oh, it is. It's absolutely the future of our economy, but it's the transition that's the problem. Everyone has debt, at least in some form. And any amount of debt is is subject to inflation and deflation because right. it is founded on a currency so speculation. Yeah. With the UBI, though, it would make sense. We could mm-hmm. also, wouldn't it and cause not a live credit a crash? Yeah, I exactly. mean, it would be kind of a reset, but that's kind, kind of what's being asked for, isn't it? Well, that's we, pretty we, much what we might be seeing this kind of, year. That sounds great. I'd like a reset. I think we could all use a chance to compete on equal footing with you know other generations. And it would be great, right? Like again, it, it's a transition. Like th- th- no, this is the part that frustrates me the most. It's like we a reset is reasonable because we've been driven in the wrong direction before we were born. You know, it's because we we were putting to this game when the people playing it beforehand were screwing it up all the time, and then they left. Uh, it it's it's like the bull went into the china shop, broke everything. And then you were just like browsing and you walked into the China shop and then they're like, okay, you're responsible for all of these damages. Well, it's, I'd say it's more like the China shop was moving around the bowl because (laughs) the context of our economy, our world, the, the uh, technological changes that happened in the past hundred years are so fast compared to the past 10,000 that they had no time to adjust to the new political organization and just had to pick up and go. And now we're just getting used to that speed and seeing what could actually be useful in this technological change. And that only, and the only real solution is capitalism with a basic income. But like I was saying, it's the context that matters. If we change to a deflationary income economy tomorrow, it'd be great for the wealthy people who already have cash, but everyone else would be left to die essentially. Jesus. Yeah. I'm glad we could talk about this and like explain it to people who might be listening. Yeah. And explain it to each other because uh, this is the direction we need to be moving as a society if we're going to have uh, any kind of quality of life as individuals. Yeah. What and groups we need going to forward. do yeah. is just get the people who have a conscience, who either have deep pockets or a large following on this show, and we need to do that yesterday. So let's prioritize people who hopefully with deep pockets or a large following preferably both and let's just like not not to say that everybody else is like irrelevant i'm not saying that i'm just saying how how how, how can we pierce this message to the collective consciousness how, how how can we you know penetrate to the collective consciousness as quickly as possible so we avoid the most amount of suffering that's important well, I think us as a podcast have been doing pretty well. We've been on with a couple of congressmen, and congresspeople, and a couple of um, Yang Gang uh, icons. 
Yeah. Yeah, I know it can be frustrating to say like to feel like we don't always have the best numbers, but we've only been doing this for three months. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's good. I'm just I'm just I'm just saying that like how can we leapfrog this? Yeah, I hear you. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and there's no yeah. reason to to be complacent when we need to do more. Yes. Right. You are right. You know, you know, because because Yang, like, how do we really get on some kind of radar? And that's like what the the things that I've been we've been brainstorming in the past of like, you know, yeah, like, what is it? Angelo can get directly in touch with Yang. Yang can get directly in touch with Joe Rogan. And then and then if we we go we go on like, um, what is it? The the hill to drag Joe on here. Yeah, yeah, it's something like that because because and 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 also Joe had had was talking about this um when he was talking to Pacman I think about about like how the bootstraps thing is a load of crap because everybody starts life in like different positions and different, you know, they have different abilities and different circumstances. Yeah. So it's not like Egwu so so like th- then then if you know, we should get Joe on here and then he should shout us out on his thing. I mean, it's not impossible. And and then and then, you know, we we get more eyeballs in here. And, uh, you know, like, think about it, like these, these cat videos and like Kim Kardashian getting like one of those videos gets like a million views. And it's like this frivolous bullshit while we're talking about like the fate of humanity. And, you know, like, like and and like a little funny happy video gets like views. It's 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 completely backwards to me. Actually, it makes perfect sense because you have to think in times of suffering like these, people turn to entertainment to escape the dark, gritty world that they live in, not to go deeper into it, which is just depressing. Yes. I know, so, I know. But yeah, it's it's like it's like a numbing agent. So just like when we had uh, in the in the Great Depression, everybody wanted to go to the movies. But at a certain point, you know, the numbing agent kind of like wears off. So we're saying but but that that's what we do as a society. Why do you think we have so many of these um antidepressant drugs? Because nobody actually wants to, you know, get the surgery. Everybody just wants to get the Band-Aid. But, you know, eventually the time is going to come. You know, so so and and since everybody has been using these numbing agents over and over and over again, we find ourselves in the you know thing that we're seeing now uh, as a metaphor for our political economy. Right, Ariel? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We've just been numbing ourselves. Right. And 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 I mean, like if if we we, we you know, if 30 years ago when I was born, instead of everybody just numbing themselves with like antidepressants and cat videos and getting distracted, we 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 got we, we got an Andrew Yang in like 1988 instead of now talking about no, it no, in no, 2020. No. You know, Andrew Yang should have been the president immediately after Nixon during the civil right. rights movement. Yeah. Even well, I mean, better. Nixon was trying to get the UBI passed. Like Nixon right. could have just got that. Yeah, uh, he, he he was he was uh, still a politician at the time, and already getting a UBI it doesn't exactly incentivize you to get UBI for other people. Right. Yeah. So so it's that that that's the question. If we if 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 we had just you know not numbed ourselves for years on end. And and actually, st- like like you know, tackled the freaking problem. 
Well, you know, but, it's always been sold yeah. to us. It's always been the same propaganda. It's not like right. people are going, yeah, we're numbing ourselves. It's like right. people are misled. People are fed misinformation. And we've only yeah. just come to the point where it's not working. Yeah, it's 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 pretty scary. But at the same time, it, it provides for like the, the golden opportunity. And but 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 like right before this pandemic happened, people were just sleeping on this new presidential election. I mean, I, I saw a woman in New Hampshire and then they said, how did you, you know, vote? What what did you do? What why did you choose a person? She said, Oh, I just went, I just did like eeny meeny miny moan or landed on. Mm-hmm. I picked them. Yeah, wow, that's a that's a great way to live your life, you dumb bastard. <laughs> yeah, in Australia they call that a donkey vote. I've just found a that donkey out. Donkey vote. <laughs> yeah, you pinning the tail, you don't know where it is. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Why would you do that? Well, uh you don't know. <laughs> like why vote at all if you don't know? Just who cares? Well, I know in Australia, it's actually mandatory that they vote. They can actually face a fine oh. for not voting. So that that's Yeah, but Australia it. also has a national holiday for voting. Yeah, but um, that's why people that, want, that are disengaged voters that have to vote will do what they call a donkey vote, where they'll just vote randomly because they don't really care. They have no interest in, haven't learned anyone that's on there. So it's just like, oh, this name looks interesting. Just fill in the bubbles and be on their way. Which you really know, highlights as stupid as that is. It's still what? the lesser of two evils, I think. It's probably uh, it gives you better results than most people not voting. Nah, we have we have demonstrated better systems. Oregon specifically has uh, mail-in ballots that come with pamphlets on every single name that's on that ballot and where they stand on every issue, and that right. is by the state. That's good. So yeah, we have ways of dealing with this uh, voter uh, malinformation. Oh yeah, all kinds of ways. I'm just saying, even their system, like our system, is so bad that even just mandatory is better. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the reason why a lot of people slept on the primaries, you have to think uh, a lot of it has to do with the crazy amount of work hours people have to put in just to survive. Yeah. You know, um, especially if you're not getting the kind of hours you need to be able to pay your bills, you're going to jump at any overtime. You might be working two jobs. Not so only jumping you come at any home, overtime. Yeah, when like, you come uh, home, you have you're going to be exhausted and just go to sleep. Even the if the whole honest, system is designed to tie you down. It really is. Even if you aren't uh, um, like uh, starving and you're working one full-time job, uh, if you don't have the financial stability to be able to fully take care of yourself and plan for the future, you're still only going to be thinking about how to make more money instead of how to change the life around you. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's your most immediate need. You're not thinking long-term you're thinking, how am I going to be able to afford groceries or afford gas to go to work afford to pay my bills afford to make sure that my car is up to date. So I'm walking, you know, 20 miles to go to work you know, and waking up three hours earlier or more to be able to do that. And, uh, you know, to incentivize a low voter turnout that keeps Republicans uh, strategically in power, the Republicans want to keep it that way, which is just a huge problem. And I'm sure to some degree the Democrats want to keep it that way, too. And you, you know what's really funny, though? The data shows that getting more people to vote doesn't help either party. But what does help Republicans and right-wing ideology especially 
is making uh, election day a national holiday. That helps right-wing ideologies. Huh. It does because more people go out and drink before they go vote. Huh. Not sure how that helps, but uh, okay. It does. I, oh. I believe an Australian study found that uh, people who went out and drank uh, voted more right. And since it's a national holiday, there's more people that can go out and drink. Well, all right. No, somebody, that just somebody tell Mitch McConnell. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Mike Breuer is going to uh, finish dealing with him. It's, somebody yeah. tell Mike Breuer. <laughs> it's the, uh, Mike Breuer is already on his platform. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, it's the tanning bed victim that we got to deal with right now. Well, I mean, hopefully he's going to fake his death and, and just fuck off with a bajillion dollars, right? I mean, <laughs> I mean I'd prefer if he didn't fake it, but, you know. I mean, hey. if, he, if he tries to do the whole COVID thing, there is a 0.2% chance, well, with his age rate, more like a 5% chance that he doesn't make it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Man, that's well, insane. Well, also, uh, he's failing to realize it's like, okay, well, all these people are kept at least six feet away from me. I should be fine. He fails to realize. Indoors. Indoors. In ventilators. Yeah. Closed space, a lot of people breathing, and, oh, yeah. Chanting and yelling. That, chanting and yelling. Not, not and, just oh, breathing. Yeah. So, and, oh, yeah, so, there's, there's that thing that's called, uh, you know, an airborne virus. You, you know, it, there's hey, not a magic um, uh, six foot barrier that it can't cross. It's he's just, having his thing indoors. Yes, it's oh. an indoor oh, wow. rally. That's, what an yeah, idiot. that's like a death trap. So if he does get it, he'd get the worst of it in about two and a half weeks. He'd be like the Fourth of July or so, three weeks, <laughs> right? Dies on no, the I mean, if he, it, if he is to um to to so kick, kick off, it might, it might be then. Of him? And also the the Come viral. get that corpse dance meme up. The the viral load is going to be probably gigantic. It's going to be you massive. Know, well said. Right. You know. Vi- uh, on that note, it's 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 noon. So why don't we give our sign off? We're coming back in an hour with a guest, uh, Jeremy. See, is Jeremy here? Jeremy. Yeah, he just bounced out. Stepped out. He bounces out and. and Who's our guest? Bill Hodder. Bill Hodder. Thank yeah. you. Yang yeah, chauffeur. Mm-hmm. So, that's great. Uh, we'll be on a Zoom call for that. Uh, let's give our sign-offs now. I'm going to edit this, and I uh, will see probably some of you again very soon. Okay, let's start. Yeah. Andrew. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, my name's Ariel. You can find me on Twitter at Ariel's underscore Armada. That's A-R-I-E-L-S underscore A-R-M-A-D-A. And I'm also Revolutionary Thinking on YouTube. Oh, and now I'm Ariel's uh ariels on instagram <laughs> uh angelo my name is angelo mendoza you can find me at hellion hellfire on twitter thank you Diston. i'm Dizdon. you can find me on twitter twitch and youtube at Dizdon plays d-i-s-d-o-n-n-p-l-a-y-s um and i'm probably not gonna be able to join you guys for anything the rest of the weekend because I'm working on charity marathons all weekend. So, uh, yeah, I'll see you guys again next week. But, uh, Char- what charities are you supporting this weekend? Uh, this weekend, uh, on my stream, I've still got the NAACP up for the Black Lives Matter for this month. Um, my uh, LGBT charity is supporting, supporting Trans Lifeline, and we're Biden. supporting, uh, I think it's St. Jude's or one of the other... 
um, children's cancer funds for a COVID relief this weekend for uh, Benelux uh, Speed Gaming. The URLs for those? Um, for the one, it's going to be on mine. Um, the Black Lives Matter is going to be on mine. Twitch.tv slash plays. The uh, all month for the LGBT for Trans Lifeline, that's going to be Retro underscore underscore rainbow on Twitch. And the Benelux is going to be at um, the ESA Marathon. So it's going to be twitch.tv slash ESA Marathon. Cool. I really appreciate, you know, coming on here in the morning uh, before your big weekend. So it's always good to see you. And um, Sheridan? It is always good to see, see uh, Diz Don here. Thank you, Shale. Uh, I'm Sheridan. You can find me on Twitch at jsabergamer, J-S-A-B-E-R-G-A-M-E-R. Thank you so much, guys. And yes, this is Pride Month, and all of it is also Wrath Month. Protest, wash your hands, wear a mask. Absolutely. And I am at S-H-A-E-L-R-I-L-E-Y on Twitter, Shale Riley. Thank you for joining us. I uh, will see you again shortly. Stay safe. Don't get sick. Take care of each other out there.